Hey everyone, woo, here we go. We are here for it, people. We are here for the Here For It podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. You can probably literally hear me smiling through my talking because I love listening, learning, talking to people. It's just my thing. I'm so excited that I've got the opportunity to do this and interview these amazing people and share it all with you. I am your host, Paige. Uh, So I'll give you guys a little bit of background about me before we dive into all of these different episodes and learn about all of my interviewees. So a little about me. Why am I doing this? What credentials do I have? Who am I? What's going on? So I am currently a graduate student at the Chicago School of Professional Psychology in the Clinical Mental Health Program. I am proud to say that I'm graduating this year and I will be on my next step of this long but worthy process towards becoming a licensed mental health counselor, therapist, psychotherapist, whatever works for you. My education and background in mental health is really the main reason that I have begun this podcast, to educate, to raise awareness, and to help destigmatize mental health. Before I entered this field, I was working in the media world. So I have a bachelor's degree in communication and journalism studies from the University of Tampa. So reporting and interviewing was always one of my passions. Ever since I was little, people would always tell me that I asked too many questions. Well, Still to this day, people are asking me that. And I find myself doing that all the time. You know, I really want, I I just want to know exactly what's going on. I want to make sure I don't miss a beat. So I know my dad is, he's, well, oh, here goes Paige again with the questions. Oh, don't tell Paige unless you have time for a full interview. Like, what am I on trial? So it's always, it's always something like that. I always want to know the full story down to every detail I really want to picture it and what is this person feeling and what did they say back and I've always really been attached to feeling and emotion that people are having and you know so I think that that's kind of my way of figuring out what that is by getting all of the details you know so um, yeah I've always wanted to know the full story I'm just naturally curious so I want to make sure that I'm fully understanding something I've never really felt accomplished during the time I was in the media world. I was, I, you know, I wasn't really feeling that fulfillment, although I did start my, you know, career path there because I've always dreamed of working in a television station. I wanted to be a reporter. I've always heard people tell me that I have a really good voice and that hearing that from people, that encouragement, that and combined with my passion for interviewing and writing, I think that that kind of brought me into wanting to get into the media world, you know, either being an anchor or writing or something like that. So I did get a job at a TV station, which is really surreal because I've always dreamed about that. Uh, I was in the sales department, so not exactly an anchor or writing script, but, you know, I felt like I could start there and kind of see what was going on. So there I was working in a TV station and I was there for about two years before I realized that my calling was bigger than that. I think I found out what an anchor actually does and what the journalist does and that wasn't really something for me that I could see myself doing. Um, I think being in the situation kind of taught me that that wasn't for me. So I found what was for me actually while being there it was just totally different than what I had imagined. 
I would hear news all day long, you know, mostly filled with heartbreaking stories. I I know that there are new segments where, you know, I know there's something Good Day Tampa Bay and, you know, they have these segments just really bringing out only good news to bring people's spirits up. But sadly, a majority of news is going to be a little bit um, just disheartening. I think so, you know, opening my homepage every morning and whether it was seeing something, you know, just it was always it was always something. So I started not opening my homepage first thing in the morning because I found, you know, it was bringing me down. So I knew that I had to do something bigger. I had to go out there and help people. Um, I was definitely working there throughout um, some of the school shootings. And I remember sitting at my desk and just you know, feeling helpless. I wanted, I was, you know, thinking to myself, did these people, did these children seek school counseling? What was their family like? You know, like I wanted to get into the brains of these kids. Why are they where they are? What happened to them? So, you know, I knew, I knew that I had to do something different. Um, and don't get me wrong, this decision sounds quick and easy, but it was one of the scariest that I have ever made. Because here I was quitting my full-time job to enter an internship in the mental health field. Okay, so... I decided to go to school, and once I was done with all of my classes, I quit my job, and I had to do my year internship, which I'm currently still doing, at a homeless shelter in downtown Tampa, so at Metropolitan Ministries, and I, yeah, this was my first time doing something like that, so here I am entering the field at this shelter. I've never worked in the mental health field or at a shelter. I have no idea what I'm doing. You know, I feel so incompetent. I felt pretty much how I felt on my first day of classes um, at Argosy University is actually where I started um, this entire journey. And I remember sitting in my first class, it was substance abuse uh, treatment, and I had literally the really bad anxiety. I felt really... I didn't know anything. All of these people are talking about the DSM and treatment plans. And I have literally no idea. You need to remember that my background is in communication. So I don't know. I don't have a psychology uh, degree under my belt. I had nothing, which I mean, over time, you get to learn all of that stuff. But in the moment, you really can't see that. So, you know, that's a little bit discouraging to people. So, you know, that is a really scary decision. And I think that it really was the most rewarding. I've grown so much both personally and professionally these past few years. Not only am I learning about others, but I'm really learning about myself. So through this podcast, I will be interviewing a variety of people who are involved in the Tampa Bay mental health community. I find these people to be some of the most influential people in their fields They have each impacted my life in such a positive way, so I knew that they were the right people to have on the show. We're going to be covering different topics that people may not know much about, or there's a stigma surrounding the topic. A lot of these topics are taboo. People avoid talking and speaking about them because they feel uncomfortable to talk about, so usually we shy away from anything that's uncomfortable to talk about, a little bit awkward, you know. I mean, let's face it, it's not really common that someone is openly talking about their struggle with mental health or their struggle with domestic violence or homelessness. There's a lot of shame associated with it, which prevents people from opening up about it. If no one opens up about it, no one talks about it, then we continue to have our heads buried in the sand and individuals are still struggling and 
aren't receiving the support that they deserve. Everybody deserves to have support through this. It's a really, it's a really tough journey if you are struggling with this and it's pushed aside. It's, it's shamed. There's so many people out there that are struggling with mental health. They don't have the support, resources, funds, knowledge, whatever the case may be. All of these are huge barriers from keeping people from getting the help that they need. You know, mental health can come in all shapes and forms. You could feel it in your body. Hearing that voice that only speaks to you in negative self-talk, you know, something bad is going to happen. Um, And of course, there's a million other diagnoses that look a little different for everybody. So a little bit about my journey. I'll get a little vulnerable with you guys here. So I can kind of put a humanistic touch to this. I have... You know, I think that everybody that enters this field, they had something that happened to them that brings them here. They're called to the profession for some reason. So I have always been an anxious person since I can remember, really starting with childhood. I was the kid that cried every time my mom dropped me off. I was really shy pretty much around everybody. I didn't want to participate in any social activities within school or even within my family, even if I was with all of my cousins, which there are a lot of us. I would just start crying and ask to go to my tight, which is my grandmother, and just be with her instead. I didn't want to play with the kids. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be with the adults. I felt safer. I really had a big issue with big groups. I would do okay in smaller groups or one-on-one, but as soon as there was a lot going on, there was a lot of action, people were either you know, laughing, crying, whatever it was, if there was like high energy there, I was triggered. So, you know, continuing even into school, I had a hard time in school. I mean, I did well academic-wise, but I was extremely nervous. I was really shy. I never really wanted to be around people. And I think I I did, now kind of looking back on that, I did have friends. I actually had a lot of friends, and I think that people just took to me. Um, I I don't know why, maybe because they could feel my nerves and wanted to kind of calm them. But people did. I really did have some friends throughout school that I could feel a little bit good about, but still like that stopped at school. I Did I want to go to their house? No. If I was invited to a birthday party, oh my gosh, where am I going to sleep? What if the friend that I like the best is talking to somebody else? Like there has been numerous occasions, which I can recall that my day or play day or sleepover is ending with my friend's mom bringing me back home, my mom picking me up. I, I did not do well with it throughout school. So around my freshman year in high school, I started going to therapy. So I I felt better doing this. I felt heard. I felt understood. And I continued going pretty much all the way to my senior year. So, you know, throughout throughout high school, I really did I was I was pretty compliant with it and then I went to college in Tampa where I currently live now. So I can remember applying to the University of Tampa and wishing, you know, I hope that I don't get in because that would mean that I have to go. And how can I go? I can't do that. I'm not strong enough. So I'll just, you know, it was one of those things you just fill out, you just throw it and, you know, usually you hope that it sticks. But this time I did not hope. I hope that it did not stick. So I wasn't home when I got the application letter. My mom called me. And she was all excited. She told me that I got accepted and I could just tell in her voice she was so happy and she was so proud. And it it was something in the back of my mind that I wanted to do, um, but I still wasn't excited 
to go, but I knew that I had to. You know, I was extremely nervous. I knew it would be a huge opportunity for me. I've always wanted to live in Florida. The school is beautiful. It's everything that I've ever dreamed of. You know, my cousin had already been going to that school at the time, so I knew that she would be there for support if I needed her. That was really big for me. I had a thing about not, I couldn't go somewhere unless I knew someone there. You know, like I needed, maybe it was a little bit codependent now that I'm thinking about it. But yeah, I didn't, I was not strong enough or confident enough to really do things on my own. You know, so um, I really didn't want to disappoint my parents who, you know, they they wanted more for me. So I ended up going to UT and I made it through one semester in my freshman year before I transferred back home. I couldn't stand to be away from my family, uh, even though I was surrounded by my roommates who were amazing and a million students, supportive professors, I was alone. I, I, I was having panic attacks every day. I was waking up crying. My heart was beating out of my chest as soon as I opened my eyes. I mean, I was attending classes. I was doing well, but I was, majority of that year, I was on the phone with my mom crying, you know, just having her talk me down. So here we go, back home. Transferred back home, um, back to Agua, Massachusetts, small town, and I felt a sense of relief, which was good, but it only lasted for so long. So um, I ended up enrolling in Westfield State University to continue my college career, you know, and I walked into my first class feeling a little nervous. I can remember so clearly sitting in that first class and slowly the tears behind my eyes are becoming too much for you know, my eyes to hold and I'm running out of the class in tears. I went home trying to figure out what was wrong, what was bothering me, where was my anxiety coming from? And through a lot of self-reflection, I realized that I was selling myself short. So of course, this wasn't instant. This isn't all the same day. But throughout that semester, I, I really took time to think and figure out what, you know, what was going on. It must not be it must not be where I am because I'm still feeling the way that I'm feeling when I'm at home. So it's really, it's like, you know how they say they, you, it's whatever you're feeling is going to follow you where you are. That's what happened. So I couldn't run from it. It, it came with me, even though I transferred back home, everything from back home came to me. You know, I didn't leave my anxiety in Tampa. So I kind of, I kind of realized that. And I figured if I was going to still be feeling like this, I might as well still feel like this in Tampa. So it, it that was a really big opportunity for me for growth. You know, I, I kind of saw that. So I was upset because I felt ashamed for having to transfer back home, go to a new school. And I looked around and I knew that I wanted to be back at UT. So after finishing that one semester at Westfield State, I went for a walk and just, I, you know what, let's just call UT and see what I would need to do to come back. It's got to be some rigorous process. You know, I'll just, I'll see what happens. So again, to my surprise and ease, the advisor told me that if a student, a student is technically still enrolled in the school unless they're gone for one year. And at that time I was only gone for a semester. So, okay, so, you know, what would I have to do to get back in and, oh, just sign up for classes. You know, registration is in two weeks. Yeah. Wow. So UT really wanted me to be there. (laughs) It made it really hard for me to not go back. So 
I went back. And upon returning to UT, you know, I still had those panic attacks and I needed, I needed a way to cope with that. So I found the health center and I decided to start therapy. I went every week. I saw a therapist and a psychiatrist. The psychiatrist put me on Lexapro, which is an antidepressant. And between taking that medication and attending therapy, I felt my entire mindset shift. I graduated from UT in 2012 and decided to stay in Tampa. So it's it's still so funny to me to this day because I was the only one out of my friends that was dying to leave Tampa to get back home. And here I am, eight years later, still living in Tampa. You know, like it's it's so it's so wild to me, but it's it's great. And that just goes to show the huge growth and change that you can go through. You know, you don't have to accept that you're just that way, just that person that is anxious every time you leave your hometown or your family, you know, like there is, there are steps that you can take to be who you want to be and to get where you want to get. It's a lot of work, but it's definitely possible. So you think I'm done with my therapy journey far from it at this point. So around 2013, I started seeing another therapist. I was working in corporate world, which was a change from anything that I've ever done before. You know, it was my first real job. This wasn't like any of the other retail or restaurant jobs that I've had before. It felt different. So, you know, just having that first first time anxiety, you know, I I found I found myself, you know, kind of reverting back to old behaviors and a pattern that I found with myself is when things change, I have a meltdown. I'm not good with change. Maybe you could say that I have a little bit of adjustment disorder, but it's true, you know? Well, let me rephrase. I have had meltdowns. I've come a long way since then. So I, you know, I still do here and there, but I I do have better coping skills in place. So when I started therapy again, the work that I did on myself during those years was literally life-changing. I am who I am because of this. Therapy is really a relationship that you're building with the therapist and with yourself, through yourself. Within that hour, it's almost like an interviewing session with yourself. The therapist is using her clinical skills to really get you to realize what you're saying. You know, because we're not, we, we're not going to say exactly what we're thinking because if we say it, then it's real. That's where the therapist comes into place, really picking out your feelings and kind of reflecting them back to you, kind of mirroring your emotions to get you to have that aha moment. And, oh, I yeah, maybe I am feeling that. Oh, maybe that is why I'm doing that, which is hard, really hard. I'm not going to say that I left every session skipping out the door in glee. I remember a lot of sessions sitting in my car for the next 15 minutes on the phone with my mom crying you know, it gets tough before it gets worse. (laughs) It does not get tough. It gets tough before it gets better. You know, and throughout these sessions, I realized that I have been having anxiety all of these years because I felt guilty for leaving my family. I thought that I had to be around them to keep everything together. I made myself be the glue. I told myself that they couldn't function without me. I was able to take a step back and see that my family, in fact, was functioning fine. The only thing that they were worrying about was my mental health. This was literally like my like my mind opening. You know that emoji with the guy and he's got his head open, it's exploding. That's what was happening. As soon as those words came to me, I I was freed, you know, and 
even I became more confident because of that. I started to believe in myself and put it, put myself first. I was changed. And this therapist literally, she really changed my life. She helped me change my life. And this is another huge reason why I entered the mental health field. I was so changed by my therapist that I wanted to be the same to someone else. I, you know, and I've come to learn that mental illness is nothing to be ashamed of. If I did think it was something to be ashamed of, I wouldn't be sitting here talking about my journey. I'm really proud to say that I've been on that journey and I'm still I'm still on that journey. Am I in therapy now? Yeah. You know, it's it's something that is really a great outlet for me and something that I believe in. It's something that I need. Um so the stigma and the bias around it that really shames us all. You know, I've come from a family that has a history of mental health. I have friends that have mental health, but we never talk about it. It's pushed under the rug and avoided while the elephant in the room just grows. What we need to start doing is to see the best in people and to meet them where they are at. Maybe some people aren't ready to take a huge leap, but meeting them where they are comfortable is going to eventually bring them to new levels through their own growth at their own pace. So that's, you know, I think that that's something that a lot of people worry about when they're entering therapy, you know. I don't want to tell them my entire life story. I don't want to talk about this trauma that happened to me. I don't want to relive it. You don't have to. That's the trick. You really, you really, you should. A good therapist is going to meet you where you are and you're only going to need to talk about what you bring in that day. Um, so, you know, that's that's kind of my my journey and I'm feeling very fulfilled to be able to combine my two passions to create something that I can share with others. You know, let's talk mental health. We have to remove the stigma that people are crazy or nuts or psycho or wrong for feeling or acting the way that they do. You know, we immediately shame people and tell them that something's wrong with them. We tell them they're broken, that they need to be fixed. And when talking about therapy, we immediately think that something is wrong with people if they do see a therapist. That's a huge reason why people are not getting the help that they need. So if you are someone struggling, don't hold it in. Reach out for support. Let's educate ourselves. Let's talk about it. And let's face mental health with acceptance, love, and positivity. That is really essentially all that the world needs. So that's that's why we're here. Um, whether we like it or not, we are here for mental health. And this podcast is really to talk about some different topics. So we're going to be talking about DCF. We're going to be talking about homelessness. We're going to be talking about domestic violence. We're going to be talking about what therapy is, you know, um, all of these things that we kind of, ah, we, we, we run away from it. We don't want to talk about it. That's what we're doing. We're talking about the hard stuff because we're here and it's happening all around us. So why don't we, why don't we talk about it and educate ourselves about it? You know, we do with many other things. So I know it's scary. I know it may seem a little bit uncomfortable to do, but here goes nothing. So I hope you guys enjoy because I'm having a great time doing it. Let's, let's get here for it. 